Hello. Welcome to Codependent and Shit, a real ass bitch talking about real ass shit. Uh, what's going on? It is Tuesday. The day is Tuesday. <laughs> it is a day and it is Tuesday. Um, speaking of Tuesday and days of the week, I was talking about this with someone yesterday about how many of us have this Monday through Friday existential dread. <laughs> Like, if you work in an office like me, you see it especially. It is honestly starts to just really wear on you and your soul when you see the level of enthusiasm and just um, lust for being alive that that increases through the week. Monday, it's like empty. Um, And then Friday, you know, some people got a bounce in their step because the sad fucked up reality is they know they don't have to be here for two days after this. They don't have to be doing this. And then when Monday rolls around, they're back to being like, you know, uh, because they have five days ahead of them. And this is very depressing because this reflects our unhappiness of our Monday through Friday life. And that has to do with, you know, conditioning. We're used to that from school. But then also a lack of fulfillment in what we're doing. So I'm not going to go too deep in that, but... I'm out here trying to not hate a Monday. I want to I wanna build a life where I don't hate Monday. Monday's just another day and I don't give a fuck. So if you have that ambition too, um, we're on the same page. Because I don't need to settle. And no one needs to settle. That's, that's, a, that's a mindset. That's a decision. Anyways, so guys, I've been like, what am I going to talk about this week? I've had so much going through my head. Um, I made this gut decision lately I've just had like real gut instincts that are sudden and I've just decided to listen to them and I'm like get this book do this do it and um it's it's working out because I'm I'm zeroing in on on what I'm really interested to talk about with my show that I feel like I've already been talking about which is a lot of spiritual psychology it's also called interpersonal psychology I think that's what they're called it yeah Um, and especially, especially conscious relating, um, really into it, like just learning how to relate to others in a healthy way because, um, that requires relating to ourselves in a healthy way first. I've always been like avoidant of, um, programs, courses and stuff that were directed about like healing relationships because I was like, well, I don't want to, I'm trying to heal myself. Like, I don't want to focus on that, um, And so I would not make, I wouldn't pursue that topic, um, as a form of like trying to find a mentor, like read, you know, books or take a course. I didn't realize like that material you're going to be doing, um, is going within yourself. So I decided to jump at taking a course on conscious relating, like spiritual psychology from rising woman. I've talked about their page before. Um, It's two women. I will drop their names in the show notes because I can't think of them right now. This was just like a gut decision. But her content, Rising Woman's content that they share daily on their Instagram is so good. And it just like speaks. It's like literally like the language of my soul. Like, I don't know. It just, it makes sense to me. It's, I love it. It's it's what I want to learn about and talk about and help other people understand because I believe it makes sense (laughs) it makes sense and it's such a powerful form of healing so 
Um, I wanted to talk about like what the fuck even is conscious relating because when I mentioned it the other day, when I mentioned it in conversation, if I ever do, uh, people are like, what, what even is that? So I actually wrote, I wrote like a paper. It just came out of me and, um, I'm going to quote, like, I'm going to source myself on this episode. Like, this is stuff I've just realized. And and I also want to talk about things I'm already learning in my first lesson with the program, the Heal Your Relationships program. And first and foremost, what the fuck is conscious relating? Conscious relating and dating, I believe, is relating to another individual source from a place of authenticity within one's own self. As opposed to both relating and choosing to involve ourselves with people sourced from past trauma, hurts, and wounding. I believe a pattern of choosing to involve ourselves with toxic people is plausible to be sourced from trauma and wounding because why else would we willingly choose to stay involved with a person after red flags are going up left and right? You see the red flags, but you also still feel the pull. You cannot stop yourself. You are pulled by an unconscious desire and need, and you choose to feed it. Therefore, it is unconscious decision. It is unconscious relating. Um, yeah, there's that pull that we feel even when you know something's bad for you. And we act on it because it's there. And, and we think, well, if I feel this pull, this must mean it's I'm supposed to do this, right? Um, so if we have no level of awareness around the duality of that there's a force beneath just this physical uh surface level 3d world we don't believe in a dualism of course we believe that that pull and that desire is is real and we follow it we don't know anything else so we keep doing it we keep doing it and doing and doing it we're going to keep the pattern going but um the end result of that pattern is usually painful and unpleasant and it's a replay of pain we've experienced in the past. The exact pain we, we told ourselves on some level, I don't ever want to feel again. We say we don't want to feel it again, but we, we keep rec- recreating it. We keep recreating it. And what we're doing is we're replaying a wound. A wound and it, it keeps coming up in different ways to be brought to our awareness but is our level of self-awareness whether or not we're able to finally see the pattern for what it is it's a wound so once you have that awareness is when you are alchemizing it you alchemize the pain boom conscious dating and relating steps in but it only steps in once you start to do the inner work um once you start to figure out what past trauma and wounds you have um you can correlate the wounds with the reoccurring cycles of self-sabotage that may have probably made up most of your life um i don't think a person has to identify what specific thing caused any wound i don't think the story really matters like it could help any awareness you can gain around your past obviously or a, a, a trauma or a pain um i think is good but i don't think you really need to know the story the specific wound, um, and over identify with the story. I'll talk about that later too. Um, the value appears to be really in just identifying the source of the self-defeating desires. Like knowing that you have this unconscious pattern you engage in. It could be from 
fucking dad being distant, mom abandoning you, your first boyfriend who was abusive, you know, whatever it could be. Um, and just identifying that it's there and that you've created, you made it mean something. You made it mean something about you, something someone did, anything. You made it mean something that wasn't true. You created a self-limiting belief. You made it mean something. So once you start connecting the dots like that, the change can occur, right? The change is first in your awareness. Um, and once you have that awareness, that doesn't mean that the pattern isn't going to keep happening. This shit's going to keep fucking happening. That's, I think, where the really hard work comes in. Because integration is taking, you know, your awareness, you have it. Integration is the next level. And that's where you really are going to physically apply this shit. Um, so when the pattern appears again, because it probably will, you're still going to feel the pull, the insecurity, the fear-based thoughts, and um, the thing is, though, once once that appears, now you can point it out for what it is. You can feel yourself, no, this is, this is a wound, this is trauma-based, this isn't real, this isn't, uh, what am I making this mean? Really look at it, like, Really look at other people's actions and what you are making their actions mean. Uh, like, it might not be the way you think it is. You, th- you, If you're in victim and you're taking everything someone does as you're making it about you. That's staying in victim mentality. And it's some, it's, it's, you've, cre- you're creating something in your head to give you a sense of security you're making when you make someone else's behavior about you it's you're trying to protect yourself or give yourself some sort of security does that make sense um it's really hard to to integrate when you when you start doing the work it's really hard i know firsthand i still struggle with it it's fucking so hard but it's doable anything's doable uh willpower's everything um so when the when the fucking pattern comes up point it out for what it is call it out and it's bullshit your ego's gonna want to do what you've always done the same thing you've always done which doesn't do anything but that's what's familiar you've been this way your whole life so like oh it's so much easier just to you know do what i always do but how has that been working out for you probably not well um you know better now um you can choose not to continue the pattern and it's gonna hurt it's gonna feel fucking very uncomfortable but uh, choosing a new action is how you break the pattern and the, the trauma response. And we heal, baby. We heal! <laughs> um, this episode is so fucking deep. I'm just so... Up- this is so, I think, important. We need conscious relating. We, we need to start having conscious relating. Um, because there's a lot of relationships you see and and my first lesson with this course and taking we learned a lot of we learned about like the battery relationship which is literally just these two people and this is the most common form relationship we see it's in media it's in music it's in it's everywhere you go it's just two people that are just feeding off each other and they kind of make each other god like they, they they're each other's source they're kind of just they're filling a void um it's two people that don't feel complete and you hear this a lot in media and shit. It's like, oh, so like you complete me and all this bullshit. That is, I hate content that says shit like that. No one completes you. You complete yourself 
And then you're able to merge with someone else who also feels that fullness. And then there's like a third aspect. You're like something you're both creating together that benefits your lives. You learn and grow together. This is like a partner in healing, right? Instead of you're feeding off each other, which is usually like a dead end relationship. This is a higher consciousness relationship. I, I know, I know, I like slipping into woo woo stuff, but woo woo stuff is part of my belief system, guys, and and healing. I think they're having that higher aspect in all of this psychology. I think is very important. Um, <clears throat> I want to read something else, something that I've just experienced in dating, and then I think people should look out for this. This is totally like a red flag. I didn't used to think it was a red flag, but. Now I would I would run the other way if I if I run into this. So I guess that means I'm growing, right? <laughs> um, as far as mutual conscious dating goes, it seems that you will really only align with a potentially healthy partner if you're able to choose around toxic people who are not good for you. If you have a certain type that has only proved to be a life ruiner. Um, which I I can spot a life ruiner a mile away. I go somewhere and I'm like, oh my god, nope. There's like three life ruiners here. They're tatted. They have muscles. They're probably like buzzed head. Um, like maybe a couple. F- if he has a face tattoo, run, girl. <laughs> Don't do neck tattoos or face tattoos. That's life ruiner starter kit. No car. <laughs> no car. Tattoo on a face or the neck. Um, a baby mama. Um, oh my god. (laughs) Hopefully they have a job, but like all of those guys usually like run for your, that's a life ruiner. Life ruiners, um, you know them. So, learning to choose around a life ruiner, even though they might be like a party, like they're so hot. Like there's something, wow, he looks like he would just destroy my life. And I, like, I totally have to fix him up. Choosing to choose around those, those people. And and men, if you're listening to this, choose around the girl that probably guzzles vodka. I don't, you know, like, drinks fruit-flavored vodka on the week. <laughs> I don't want to talk shit, but you know them. You know the life ruiner. Um, once we have developed a healthier sense of, of self and self-love... We can have, we'll have enough boundaries to know to stay the fuck away from a life ruiner. Um, I definitely, I've learned to navigate around a life ruiner. Like I said, though, when you see them, I'm still like, God, they're hot. But you, that's fire. That's going to burn. It might be hot, but it is going to fucking burn you. So being able to choose around them. Um, And once that occurs, you can practice healthier relating by having healthy boundaries emotionally and physically. Um, in my opinion, I don't think it feels healthy or conscious to meet someone and right away feel a need to be talking to them, like texting all day long, all day, every day. To me, this feels like attachment and distraction. Um, and I run into this so many times over like my life of how long I've been dating. There are so many people you will talk to or you meet, however you meet, app, whatever. And they are just like hyped on you. Like, just want to be texting you all day, every day. And 
and you're just like you roll with at least on my end I was like okay I'm rolling with it like I'll reply I kind of like the attention you know you like the validation of course you do um but like I said it feels like attachment distraction and it's like almost like the person that's doing this is just looking for a form of escapism through like a new flame um and if I've learned anything it's that the flame burns out really fast in those scenarios um it's like they just were chasing a high uh and I think we do it too like we're engaging right and um they're reflecting back what we engage in as well so we enjoy we engage in this new flame thing and then you realize it burns out like all of a sudden they're over it it's because like there's no it's not it was it was always a game it was never authentic um and it hurts when it when that happens we feel like our ego and like it gets hurt and it and we liked that attention we were getting and it's like what the fuck but never fear because these people likely were never really into you anyways like that sounds kind of harsh but um I like to think of it like this analogy I heard that they're a chain smoker and you were just another cigarette I've been I mean I've been on the other end like I'm a love addict I'm sorry I'm a recovering love addict um and I totally realized I I've done that with people too like I was a chain smoker and people were just my cigarettes and um I wasn't authentically into people I was into the chase this is people that are doing these kind of behaviors are likely codependent and love addicts and they're just looking for their next quick fix and the high of the pursuit of a new partner um so it's usually a red flag um because how do you feel that attached to someone you just met does that seem authentic to be like blowing like feeling a need to be in contact all day every day with someone you just met um or also something I've witnessed which I think is crazy is not only will they will people engage so um so fast so soon it's it's so intense they're saying such things that are like there's no way you mean that it's like oh I haven't felt like this about someone in a while or like People even say, like, I love you, or, like, I want to be in a uh, committed relationship. I can already see you being my girlfriend. Shit like that, to me, is a fucking red flag. Like, and I've seen it. People will say ridiculous things. Men, I'm sorry, and women, too. But, like, will I've just witnessed, on my end as a female, I have had the most ridiculous things said to me. Just to, like, you know, get that, get that flame going. Like... And it, it, it was bullshit. It's all bullshit. Um, and people that will throw out um, statements like this so early on, it shows poor emotional boundaries. Red flag. Red motherfucking flag. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is the... Um, that's some real shit. That's some real shit. And I just wanted to, like, touch on all that. And that was just something I've been thinking about and I was writing about. So... Um, with that being said, all of this conscious relating stuff, um, something else that I like, they're talking a lot about in the course that was, I thought was really interesting was, um, this dropping the sense of specialness that we, we might have. Um, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I definitely can. So when I say specialness, I just mean this sense of other. If you've always had this ingrained 
mindset belief that you are different than everyone, you're an alien, no one understands you, no one can see things the way you do. Um, That is actually alienating us more. It's keeping us from, it's keeping us safe to have that belief because it's keeping us from actually being able to be vulnerable and open up and actually be able to connect. It's keeping us in this cycle that we say we're, we're so sick of feeling this, um, no one understands me. I've totally been there. I have a tattoo about it. Like on my back, it's in German. It says, um, with the birds I'll share. And it's this, uh, verse from scar tissue red hot chili peppers with the birds i'll share this lonely view because i've always felt that i have a view that other people don't have and i feel so alone with how i see things and view things and i've i have a tattoo that is about a belief i have that alienates me because the more i've been learned to be vulnerable like creating this show and everything else i've done online thus far with being vulnerable I've learned I'm not alone I'm not special I'm I'm I other people are going through the same thing and this show has been such a great smack in the face to realize that there's other people going through this with me I'm not it's not a lonely view it's not such a lonely view Ashley (laughs) um we're we're the specialness the I'm alone is just creating more separateness and making us suffer we're connected. We need connection and being vulnerable reminds us that we're all suffering and it's okay. And if we can connect, we can build intimacy. We can learn healthy relating. But I mean like that all goes into um, developing your relationship with ourselves and realizing what bullshit beliefs we've made about ourselves. Um, And I also wanted to like go into a little bit about something that the women leading the course mentioned about our stories that we have about our lives. Um, No longer being a victim of anything that happened, no matter how fucked up it is. This is a hard concept because some people have been through really fucked up shit. But if we can't If we want to grow and heal, we have to reframe the story and stop over-identifying with it to make it mean something about us and make it mean that we're a victim. What we can, can do is turn this into something that is medicine because we can turn it into the words they use, talismans of wisdom. We can turn it into something our soul needed in order to grow, something our soul needed in order to learn. And like I said, it will keep coming up until we learn it, but turning the stories into talismans of wisdom. You have those now. You're alchemizing it when you can consciously do that. It's deep shit. I'm getting really deep. This is a very woo-woo episode, but I'm sorry, guys. Like, I, I'm, I'm not sorry, actually. If you listen to my show regularly, you obviously are tapped in a little bit to the woo-woo, so you do that. <laughs> you do that with the, do that with me. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, okay. That's really, I think I just went on a total like tangent for a good while. Um, I, I wanted to shout out my, um, before I close this episode up, I know this was a lot for 
23 minutes. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to my my longtime friend Cesar Cortez, who released a single on Friday, and it is called So It Seems. His artist name is CC Valentine. It is streamable on Spotify. Um, it is a song he wrote about his um, battle with alcohol. He struggles with alcohol, and he. He's been doing music for a long time. I'm going to have him on the show sometime interviewing because I think it would be useful for so- if anyone's into music to hear his journey, how it's been thus far. He's been in bands. He's played solo. He's He's been doing the thing for a while. And, and it's a hard journey to be a musician. I've tried it. <laughs> I stopped for now. But um, it's very difficult. And um, just I want to pick his brain a little bit about his experience. But his single, is he's being so vulnerable. And, that, and this goes circles back to a lot I've talked about is the power of vulnerability. People are loving this single. Um, and I, I feel like it's because it's relatable. Like so many people struggle with substance addiction, especially with alcohol. And this song is so relatable. And when he first was writing it, he played it for me on the guitar in his living room like a year ago. And I just started sobbing because I could relate to it too. And like, I could just feel his pain. And, and, and he was just it's just a great song and I'm so proud that he was willing to be vulnerable and like I said it's just powerful and so if you want to check the song out um if you struggled with substance substance abuse or alcoholism it's a great song it gets you right in the feels um and remind you to have hope that you can you can get through it we can we can beat all of our our uh numbers our void fillers that's um that's that's the mission i don't need to not need to escape anymore um yeah that's all i really wanted to talk about guys um i hope that you have a great week i hope that you're being gentle with yourself as you process everything as you're working on yourself um there is nothing wrong with you all this work all this healing work i know especially self-development it really can become a theme of like I'm broken. I need to fix this. I need to fix this. But it's not, that's not what it is. We're just evolving. It's not fixing. Um, healing sounds like you need to be fixed, but I, I feel like I actually want to start using evolving more than like healing. Cause that's really all that's happening. You're evolving exactly as you need to be. <sighs> Okay, well, I hope you have a great week. And um, thank you for listening. If you listen, if you like the show, please give me a good rating. Leave me a review. I love to read them. Reach out. Let's connect. I have a Facebook group. Um, yeah, uh, I'm here for you. Um, be present. Be with yourself. Sit with yourself. That's so deep. All right. Thank you. Bye. Love you.